0: On July 3rd, 2021, at the Pine Tree Country Club just outside of Atlanta, Gene Siller is made aware of a white truck driving on the golf course. So Gene, doing his job as the director of the facility and pro golfer, he went to see what was going on. So he gets in a golf cart, drives up to where this is happening before he can even get out of his golf cart he is tragically gunned down for no good reason so when the cops get to the 10th hole of the greens they find gene siller but not only that when they check out the white ram 3500 pickup truck they discovered two bodies in there paul pearson the owner of the truck from kansas and henry valdez 46 from california and so police find pearson and valdez shot to death in the back of the truck they were both found with their hands legs and mouths bound with tape and police they believe that the two men were already dead when Roden drove onto the green in the truck that's registered to pearson before he became stuck in a sand trap and that's when gene siller the married father of two went to check what was going on before he was shot in the head after investigating why the pickup was on the course in the first place. Police initially said Siller had witnessed a crime taking place, but it wasn't clear if Siller was killed after spotting the bodies or another crime like driving the truck on a golf course, which is not meant for that. So it wasn't really clear as to why Gene Siller was killed, but he had no relationship with this guy. And the two bodies that were found in the truck had no relationship to Gene Siller. They had no relationship to the country club. Pearson and Valdez, they were both from state and they had no known links to the area or the country club. Mr. Pearson is believed to have been in Atlanta for business And this was according to Family Friends. He is listed as the owner of Eco-Environmental Remediation Services in Nevada. On July 8th, the U.S. Marshals Office said the suspect had been identified as Brian Anthony Roden. Cobb County Police also confirmed the arrest and said Roden was apprehended in Chamberlain around 5.30 p.m. Cobb County Police Chief Tim Cox, he said... We literally had detectives that have worked around the clock and some have even slept in their offices since July 3rd, trying to clear this case. Police Chief Cox said Rodin is charged with three counts of murder, three counts of aggravated assault, and two counts of kidnapping. Then we find out this aspiring rapper knew the two men whose bodies were found bound and gagged in the back of a pickup truck through the marijuana trade. A friend of Henry Valdez said that Roden knew Pearson and Valdez through the drug trade. Alejandro Guerrero said his friend Valdez who was a broker and ran a weed dispensary in California, was comfortable doing business with Roden, and that he only ever worked with a very small circle of people he trusted. And Guerrero, he described the suspected murderer as a nice guy. He added that Valdez, he had no shame about working with drugs and once responded that he worked as a drug dealer when he was asked for his occupation by a landlord. His friend Guerrero, he says, if anything, he was too open. Cannabis is medicine, that's how he looked at it. Cannabis is illegal for recreational use in the state of Georgia, but is decriminalized in several cities, including Atlanta. And it is not legal for medicinal use in the state. Guerrero, he said that Valdez ran a weed dispensary called Hope for Humanity in Orange County, California, where marijuana is legal for recreational use. Valdez once served time after he was arrested in Illinois in 2004 for manufacturing and distributing 5,000 grams of marijuana. Pearson, the other man found in the back of the truck, who was also the owner of the truck, He was a longtime associate of Valdez, but the exact nature of their relationship was unclear. Pearson, who was a civil engineer, ran the Nevada-based eco-services, environmental remediation services. His family previously said he was in Georgia for business, but would not share any more information on that. In Nevada... Cannabis is legal for recreational use. Police did not confirm the drug trade reports or the relationship between the two men and the suspect. Right now, the prosecutors, they're seeking the death penalty in the Kennesaw golf course triple slaying. In May of 2022, cop district attorney Flynn Brody's office, they notified the court clerk that it planned to seek the death penalty against Rodin. They recently had their unified appeal procedure hearing, which is a requirement in Georgia's death penalty cases before court proceedings can even move forward. So they just did that. Now, Florney, a longtime judge who recently turned 70 years old, is retiring at the end of the year. He will be replaced by incoming Superior Judge Sonia Brown, who is set to inherit this high-profile case. Brown was there as she looked on during the hearing, which only lasted less than 40 minutes. Prominent Atlanta defense attorney Bruce Harvey, who has represented Roden since his arrest, formally withdrew as his lawyer during the proceeding. Roden will instead be represented by attorneys. From the Georgia Capitol Defender's Office. Roden did decline to speak during this recent hearing about the death penalty as his new attorneys urged him not to speak, but Capitol Defender Joshua Moore said that he was planning on pleading not guilty. In addition to Roden, two other people are charged in connection with the Grizzly triple slaying Justin Caleb. Pruitt, he was indicted earlier this year on two counts of felony murder and two counts of kidnapping with bodily injury. Taylor Nicole Cameron, investigators say that she later retrieved the weapon used in the killings at Roden's orders. And now she is charged with criminal attempt to commit tampering with evidence. Roden, this up and coming musician with a lengthy arrest history, He took to Instagram for the first time earlier this year in 2022, decrying what he called erroneous allegations against him and saying news reports about the killings could not be further from reality. He said, contrary to the plethora of prejudicial publicity, the allegations made against me are erroneous. These accusatory articles reports could not be further from reality however, should be recognized for what they are, blatant and utter attempts to assassinate, defamate, and deplete my character and that of others. In my absence, I ask that the people keep an open mind as to what led to the unfortunate turn of events and who is responsible. He has been in jail since his July 2021 arrest, and it's unclear if he has access to a mobile device behind bars or if someone made the post on his behalf. Pruitt's warrant that was issued December 15 alleges that he acted as a co-conspirator and accomplice in helping bind Pearson and Valdez with duct tape and zip ties at a building along Jonesboro Road in Clayton County. He is also accused of helping transport the men more than 40 miles to the golf course where investigators say Pearson and Valdez were killed by Roden. And this case marks the first time that District Attorney Flynn Brody has pursued the death penalty since becoming District Attorney in January 2021. It's the first death penalty case in cops since former DA Vic Reynolds announced he would seek the ultimate punishment against another person who was accused of raping and killing his 14-year-old stepdaughter in 2016, before burning the house in an attempt to hide his crime, that case is still pending. Roden has not been arraigned, but Florney tentatively scheduled his arraignment hearing for mid to late December. That should give Roden's new attorney time to review the state's evidence while allowing Senior Assistant District Attorney Stephanie Green to take maternity leave. To date, now he is facing his counts include murder felony for shooting Eugene Siller and causing Eugene to die. So he has three murder felony charges for killing Gene Siller, Paul Pearson. Henry Valdez, he has three aggravated assault charges because of his assault upon the person of Gene Siller with intent to murder because he pointed the weapon at Eugene and discharged it unlawfully. His aggravated assault against Paul Pearson with intent to murder by pointing the weapon and discharging it unlawfully. And his aggravated assault on Henry Valdez Again, pointing the weapon and discharging it unlawfully. And two counts for kidnapping because of taking Paul Pearson without lawful without lawful authority or warrant, and taken Henry Valdez without lawful authority or warrant, and taking both of them against their will. Now Justin Caleb Pruitt of South Carolina, who is the alleged co-conspirator, he is currently being held in South Carolina jail on drug trafficking charges, completely separate from this case. And so he's being held in South Carolina on two charges of trafficking and cocaine, and he has been booked into jail since September of 2021, and he remains there. Pruitt's drug charges stem from a South Carolina state grand jury investigation that resulted in the indictment of 13 people. South Carolina Attorney General Allen Wilson announced the indictments back in 2019 after an investigation into a multi-county cocaine trafficking organization that was largely operating in the low country of South Carolina. Pruitt, who's also nicknamed Freeway J. LaPee, was listed as one of the 13 who were indicted. A spokesperson for the South Carolina attorney general said Pruitt was arrested late August or early September of last year on the South Carolina warrant. He was extradited to South Carolina last September. A circuit court judge ordered him to be held without bond in November. His case is pending and no hearing date is scheduled so far. And the spokesperson Robert Kittle says, while we cannot specifically comment on this case, I would say as a general rule we handle charges here before releasing him to any other state unless the interests of justice or the circumstances of a situation dictate letting the other state go first. Sometimes global resolutions are worked out with the authorities from various jurisdictions with charges at the table. So at this time we don't know if Justin Pruitt will face his South Carolina? Most likely yes, he'll face that before facing the other. But we'll see what comes about, because you never know what he'll plead to in the end. We later found out that within hours of the murder, Roden was arrested by the Chamberlain Police Department on unrelated charges, including DUI, driving a vehicle without insurance, false identification, and more. At the time, Chamberlain police say they did not know that Roden was a suspect in the triple murder. During the arrest, Chamberlain police say a large amount of money was confiscated. So after a few days in jail, Roden bonded out of the DeKalb County Jail on those charges on Tuesday, July 6th at 8.35 p.m. As you can see here, Roden was pulled over because of his license plate. He had a fake Tag on it, And so they pulled him over and he said it was a new vehicle. And so he had paper plates on it. And so then they noticed that he might be a little inebriated. And so they had him walk in the line and they knew this guy is not safe to drive. And so they arrested him. Now Cobb County Police Chief Tim Cox, he didn't quite comment on whether or not Roden had already been identified by his department as a suspect at that time he did however say that investigators developed Roden as a suspect within a few days of the crime 5 days after the shooting Brian Roden was arrested in Chamblee with the help of the fugitive task force investigators set up a sting using the confiscated money Roden contacted the department to retrieve the money he was taken into custody when he showed up at the Chamblee Police Department. Roden has been in trouble with the law before. Roden was arrested in another shooting in the parking lot of a residence hall, Georgia State University, where he was attending. Police said Roden, 18 at the time, shot the driver of a Honda, 19-year-old Shelton Flourney II, three times while attempting to sell him and a passenger drugs. Roden was shot once in the chest. Georgia State Police said they recovered a gun and large amount of marijuana from Roden's backpack. Roden was a Georgia State University student at the time and lived in the dorms on Piedmont Avenue. The Fulton County District Attorney told Channel 2's Justin Gray, the charges in that case are listed as null prosecue, which means the decision was made not to proceed with prosecution. In 2020, Atlanta Police seized more than $19,000 in suspected drug money from Roden at Hartsfield Jackson International Airport as he was boarding a plane to Los Angeles. According to court papers, another agency tipped them off about Roden's suspected drug activity. K-9 units detected the smell of marijuana on the money. Roden allegedly punched a drug unit officer while trying to flee. He forfeited the money, but was never charged with a crime. Roden was also arrested in Indiana in 2020 for leading police on a high-speed chase that reached speeds of up to 150 miles an hour. Rest in peace, Eugene Jean Siller, 46 years old, of Kennesaw, Georgia. Rest in peace, Henry Valdez, 46, of Anaheim, California. Rest in peace, Paul Pearson, 76, of Topeka, Kansas taken from this world before their time. My friends, that's the tragic story of the golf course killings. It's an ongoing story. He will go to trial as he plans on pleading not guilty, and I'll keep you updated on that. My friends, if that's the type of content you like to follow, make sure you hit on that subscribe button, hit that like if you got some value, and click on that notification bell. I'd appreciate it. YouTube would appreciate it. And I wanna just keep serving you because my goal is to get better and better and give some friendly voices and some justice to these victims who are taken from this world way too soon. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to serving you again. Peace.